Welcome back to the officially unofficial Roto Heat Guillotine League podcast. I'm Kevin Kloss, and this week, just me. Just going to talk about my demise, some things that maybe happened before Monday Night Football, maybe not, and just looking forward and the rest of the league. So just me. So we're just going to go, I don't know, like right now. So it would be strange to not maybe start with the thing that I don't want to say sent ripples through the league and through the league chat, but I think it's fair to say it was at least a big talking point on Monday night in our chat and ultimately maybe a still a big talking point among certain people. So we'll just kind of talk about that real quick because it definitely has something to do with my exit from, you know, rostering players and actually being an, an active member of setting lineups in the league. So rolling into Monday night, I need, I need about 35 probably a minimum of 35, realistically, just with the way everything else was playing out with people slightly ahead of me having uh, Mahomes and Daniel Jones and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. The possibility of me starting Slayton and outscoring two of those guys by any degree was really unlikely. And to be perfectly honest with you, when we had gotten to Monday morning, I had just kind of resigned myself to the fact that it was over for me and that I'd had a good run and we could talk about that a little bit later, but that I was okay with what was happening. I was okay with the fact that only one person wins this league. I think a standard redraft or dynasty league takes a fair degree of luck and a lot of circumstances coming together to win. And I think that's only magnified in a guillotine league, partially because of maybe smaller rosters. You only start eight, so the likelihood of making a mistake is higher in terms of someone you could leave on your bench. And just obviously the nature of waivers and fab, which are so much more important in a guillotine league. So I was kind of okay with the fact that I was probably done. My run in this league had been good. I felt good about that. So I was done. And just as I was sort of starting to come to grips with that, um, the league villain, Anthony Leone, slides into the DMs, you know, sends me a little bit message about working out a trade. And originally I thought, okay, that's fine. Maybe I'll trade him somebody. And then I quickly realized that I really can't swing a deal because all the guys I'd want to trade him have already locked for the week because they played either on Sunday or they were not going to play this week. And that didn't leave me a whole lot of options in terms of somebody I was going to trade. The trade that ended up going down, everyone is aware of. Everyone knows what that is. It's Slayton from the Giants and 250 Fab. And so I just want to back that up before we talk about was that okay. And that's, if you think that trade is bad, you know, hold on to your lunch, ladies and gentlemen, because the first trade offer I got is a thousand times worse. It's a thousand times worse. Slayton's not really rosterable, so you can kind of take him out of it and just say that it's 250 fab for Kadarius Tony for someone who's down 35. The odds of Kadarius Tony hitting 35 it's low. I mean, he's never done it. He doesn't have a lot he doesn't really have a like a long track record in the league obviously, but he's not done it and it's unlikely he's going to do it on Monday night. So I was just kind of not interested in the in the trade at first. So the first trade that Anthony Leone brings to me and I just want to say this is bad like didn't that other trade is bad. This is way worse. Because remember, Slayton's not really rosterable, so it's just the 250. 
the first trade that I'm offered is 250 in Fab and Mark Andrews. Now, Mark Andrews can be traded because he's on a buy this week. Awful shrewd of Mr. Leone to find the number two fantasy tight end who happens to be on a buy from a team that clearly isn't going anywhere unless he gets a monster performance on Monday night. And I just want to say right now, I was not a fan of that trade. I didn't want to do it. It's too much. It's like, I, can't, I can't give up that much for, for a prayer. So uh, I said no, and I didn't really respond. And I just want to say that Anthony Leone was resilient in coming back with more and more and more trade offers. You ever like know somebody who everybody kind of talked some shit about, and then you think, well, okay, I get it. You don't like him. But there's no way it can be as bad as they say. And then you get a chance to experience that, and then you go, oh, no, it is just as bad as they say. Now I understand why everyone always talks shit about this person. That's where I am with Anthony Leone, where I thought, oh, we say he's the villain. I think that's kind of a fun thing that we have in this league, but, like, he's not that bad. The things he does are not that egregious. It's, you know, it's all fun and games, right? I don't know if it's all fun and games, uh, just based on some of the stuff. So I said no to 250 and Mark Andrews. He comes back, lowering the fab, but still wanting Andrews and 210 for Tony. Again, I'm not a fan. In fact, I say, and this is verbatim, reading this for you verbatim, I'm not taking a deal that sends you one of the best tight ends and a huge amount of fab, compared to what's left, for a prayer. We both know you're trying to take advantage of desperation and stack the deck for you, so I'm good. And that's where I was. That was the stance I was taking. And to be fair, that's the stance I should have kept. I should not have made that trade. It was stupid. It was dumb. I I got talked back into it. And it's just, it's the constant hitting from Leone. I want to say, this is not Anthony's fault. This is my fault. I shouldn't have done this. It was a poor lapse in judgment. But it's the messages when I say, I'm just going to roll with Slayton and hope for a miracle. When he says, this isn't the Kevin Kloss I know. Kevin Klaus, I know, would be kicking, scratching, and clawing for a W. He's not wrong. Anthony Leone is not wrong necessarily in that statement. I want to win, and I want to keep going. We want to rack wins, as they like to say, but not at that cost. Not at the cost of creating unbalance in the league, creating a poor experience for people in the league, and more so in guillotine than any other league where you know, if this is a redraft or a dynasty league and I make an awful trade, I'm still actively a part of that. So if I create a bad situation, it's a situation I have to exist in as well. That trade is basically the equivalent to setting off a bomb and then walking out of the house before it explodes. I do the thing that creates the impact. I walk away. I'm not damaged by it, but I get to watch all the carnage from a distance. So, I say this to say, I had no intention of making a trade. Did I make a trade? Yep. Was that a mistake on my end? You bet. Would Anthony Leone probably make that trade 10 times out of 10? Probably. I don't want to talk for him, but probably. He saw an opportunity, he took it, and I'm not speaking for Anthony, these are all things he said to me. I saw an opportunity and I took it, and he's right when he says anyone else could have made that offer. From where I sit, I'm not saying that everyone has to think it's fair or unfair. From where I sit, I shouldn't have made the trade. I wish I hadn't, honestly. Kind of screwed up my Monday because I felt awful about it. And 
I feel bad that Darcy left the chat. Tried to reach out to him, didn't respond. That's fine. We're all good. But I did want to just talk about the trade for a few minutes because it was obviously a big thing. I know some people in the league maybe don't know me thought that it was possible that I think it was said, I don't know that Kevin is cheating. Well, how would I be cheating? I'm trading away all my assets. I'm going to cheat for Anthony. God, I'm going to cheat for anybody. It's not going to be Anthony. Please. So that's the deal. That's what went down with that. Moving away from that and hopefully putting that to rest forever, I actually don't have any regrets. I was asked by a couple different people, do you have regrets about the roster? No. Not really. You know, I think unless you hit on crazy breakouts, anytime you are drafting with 18 owners, you need some luck. You need maybe some unconventional strategies. And some stuff that shouldn't hit has to hit. So we can look at my roster, and I just know this. Here's what I know. Prior to the week I went out, I was a second leading scorer in that league. Pretty good. Second, not the best, but clearly not the worst. And I felt like I was going to have good production from my guys that week. Now, what happens that week? Devontae Adams, COVID exposure. So he doesn't play. Well, that sucks, obviously. He's my first-round pick. Arguably the best wide receiver, not just in the NFL, but in fantasy football. And I'm down him that week. Okay, that sucks. Mark Andrews, number two tight end in fantasy. On by that week. Huh. That also sucks. But don't worry, I have an abundance of tight ends, so I'm sure we'll be fine. Gronk is cleared to play. They say he's starting, so I start Gronk. Zero from Gronk. That's not great, I'll be honest. That was not ideal. Kind of picked up Gronk with the expectation that he'd pick up where he left off. He did not. That didn't go so well. Uh, Jerry Judy saw he was listed as inactive. Late in the process, he ends up being activated, ends up starting. He doesn't put up a crazy number, so it's not like that would have saved me, but just another little piece to add to the equation. Khalif Raymond, I don't know why I started him, man. Like, he'd had such a good week the week before. He had, like, double-digit targets the week before. I thought they would either have to throw the ball to be leading against the Eagles, or they'd be getting beaten so bad that they would have to throw the ball in a comeback effort, and he would just get garbage-time targets, garbage-time touchdown, maybe. Well, they didn't throw the ball to get a lead. They did get their doors blown off by Philadelphia, but he got zero. So he got Gronk with zero, who started, Khalif Raymond with zero, after having double-digit targets the week before. Staying with the Eagles, I have Jalen Hurts, who has put up 20 points in every game this year at a minimum. 20 points. The Eagles score, I think they score 40. They score over 40. Not not all of those are offensive scores. Jalen Hurts does not have a touchdown. I I don't mean he doesn't have like a rushing touchdown. I mean, he has no rushing touchdown. He has no passing touchdown. He barely breaks double digits. If I told you the Eagles beat somebody and they put up 40-plus points, and I said to you, how many touchdowns do you think that Jalen Hurts had? And I put the over-under at one and a half. You would smash the over. You'd bet your house on the over. And he got zero. James Robinson, arguably the pickup of the year for me. I think it was like 75 bucks. He's putting up borderline RB1 numbers for a while. 
injury. Doesn't put up anything. I don't want to say it puts up zero, but doesn't put up anything meaningful. And the week before, I had looked at some wide receivers who I thought could help bolster my team. I looked at DeAndre Hopkins, who ended up being hurt for a majority of that Thursday night game. So I was too cheap on Hopkins. I get that. Way too cheap. Like 100 bucks too cheap. But even if I'd spent more, I wasn't getting Hopkins. And Hopkins wasn't going to swing the week for me. It wasn't enough. We're talking still probably after anything I got from Slayton. I don't even know what I got from Slayton because you know the fallout from that trade put me in such a crappy mood. I kind of stopped watching. And so that's not going to matter. 10 points from Hopkins is not going to matter. And Deontay Johnson, he got me 17. Again, that's not going to matter. There wasn't enough from, you know, maybe Deontay Johnson was more than that. Whatever his number was, it wasn't enough. It wasn't going to push me over. So, like, could I be regretful that I didn't put more money in on DeAndre Hopkins and Deontay Johnson? Sure, but it wouldn't matter. And so that's why I don't really have any regrets. Like, I don't look at what I did last week and go, oh, man, you really screwed the pooch on this one, dude. No. Sometimes you have really good weeks where your team goes off and you can't explain it and you don't think it's sustainable, but you're just floating on cloud nine and you're just rolling. That's what I think it's like to be Stebbs right now. He's just like, can do no wrong. The mightiest touch of fantasy football, Stebbs. And I just had the opposite of that. I had like the opposite of the mightiest touch where everything I touch turns to dog crap. He has that little white coating on it and stays in your lawn. Like it was bad. It was really bad. And so... To answer the multiple people who said you have regrets, not really. I was in the league long enough to make some friends, potentially make some enemies as of last Friday, or last Monday rather, and had a good time. Still have a good time. Love all the guys in this league. Love the format. Didn't really dislike my roster. You know, if I think if Devontae Adams plays, if Devontae Adams plays and... Gronk plays the way I expected, I think I'm probably still in the league. Or if Devontae Adams plays and Jalen Hurts gets one of those touchdowns, I think I'm still in the league. I think I'm still alive. But it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? Who cares about what would have happened or what could have been? That's not the name of this game. The name of this game is, why did everybody get let Leone get winning bids on Adam Thielen, George Kittle? I must say, though, I was kind of happy at the number of 200-plus bids that it took to acquire players on my team. Uh, Devontae Adams, it's a good pickup. Now, this Aaron Rodgers thing happens, like, literally hours ago, where I guess, I don't know if he told people he was vaccinated. I think he said, like, he was, what is it, like, he had an immunization, which is not exactly like, hey, I'm not exactly positive that what I'm telling you is going to be interpreted correctly, but I'm going to say it to you. So I don't know how that's going to affect... Devontae Adams moving forward, I tend to think he's good enough to overcome it. So whoever ended up getting him, good on you. Adam Thielen, I think, is going to be real good, unfortunately, for Anthony. I don't really think Kirk Cousins is actually all that good. And I think at a certain point, we kind of overvalued maybe Justin Jefferson just a touch. And so I think Thielen will obviously be real good. If Kittle ever comes back, he's good. And, you know, previous to last week, I would have said that James Robinson pickup, I think he goes for less than $100 for this past week for whoever was able to snipe him. I think he's going to be good. So that's actually why I feel good. I feel good about the fact that as I'm running down my team, I can look at that and go, oh, somebody got Kittle off my roster. If he comes back, that's going to be great for them. If 
Gronk is healthy. He's just a red zone monster. He's going to be real good for them as well. Mark Andrews, second best tight end in football right now. Oh, he's going to be good. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I don't think, got picked up, but quality QB1 right now. Leonard Fournette, producing at RB1 numbers. James Robinson, maybe pickup of the year. You know, Devontae Adams. I can name enough big impact guys off of my roster that I can't really be mad, right? Like, you know, you're not going to have a stacked team. So I'm not mad about it. I'm actually okay with it. The only thing I'm mad about is that friggin' trade that I did with Leone because it was dumb. I shouldn't have done it. No, I shouldn't have done it. I'm still mad about it, though. Anyway, uh, looking forward, I don't know who's going to win this league, man. I can't believe this. I think Stebbs has got such a good shot right now. Not even because I think he's got like the best roster, but his team is so hot right now. And I just feel like the fantasy gods are like, hey, we smited you with week seven, and you came throughout. Now, nothing but gravy for you. The fantasy gods are shining on Stebbs. They want him to overcome. He overcame week seven. He's getting the ultimate reward. I want to say Sully's going to win this thing because I feel like he deserves it given all the crap he puts up with (laughs) running this league and the nonsense that we put out there sometimes for him to deal with. It just seems too perfect, though, for Sully to win this league. I mean, Anthony Leone literally messaged me today and said he thinks he could take his current roster and win the league with his current team. Maybe. He's got a good squad. Tell you right now, he doesn't have 250 from me, thank God. But, I don't know. If I had to guess, like, we can't forget about Darcy. Like, and Dar- Darcy's probably never going to hear this because I think Darcy hates me now. But Darcy's in first, leading in scoring, I think. Leone's got a good team. Chris, who we don't really hear from, he's got a real good team. I think Sully manages his team real smart. And Stebbs, for all the drunk trade offers that he sends out, actually rarely makes bad moves. So I think it's going to be a great finish. If people are still interested, this pod will go on. And I'll just be very upfront. If people aren't or if they've soured on the pod for any reason, it can go away. It, it doesn't need to continue. It's something I enjoy doing. I think it adds a little more conversation in the chat, maybe a little spark, for obviously for those who are still playing. And it gives people who aren't actively setting a lineup something to engage in. But if the desire for it's not there anymore... It can die on this episode, and that's perfectly fine. So uh, thanks for listening to roughly 20 minutes of incoherent ramblings from me. We'll be back next week. Best of luck to Stebs. He doesn't need it. Sully, you know I'm pulling for you. Anthony, what the hell, man? See you guys next week. <laughs>